I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries Hi uh since we last spoke we had a superstar injury uh, a one that could be uh, season defining and the injury was to Steph Curry especially when you thought that Draymond Green was back and you see yeah. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green play together for the first time in like what two and a half years three years almost yeah. Yeah. Steph Curry gets injured in this first game back for Draymond Green and the Warriors are now struggling i mean they they've dropped to third spot and they don't look like they'll catch on to the second spot but even more dangerous is that they might fall to the fourth spot even the fifth spot if yeah they continue the terrible run so we'll talk about the warriors on today's episode whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit Okay so this was last week and uh, Warriors uh, versus the Celtics Marcus Smart and Steph Curry get into a 50-50 ball you could say that and Marcus Smart lands on Steph Curry's leg in the same play by the way Marcus Smart goes and drop kicks Clay Thompson in yeah. the same position yeah, yeah. uh it was not even called a foul uh, but Steph Curry in the first play he didn't get up i mean he got up and he found some uh uncom- i mean discomfort in his uh yeah, yeah. legs and then He, he walks out of the game he doesn't return and then the mri reveals that okay it's no fracture but he'll be out for at least two weeks he'll be revalidated in two weeks while you might think okay great it's not really a fracture he won't be out long term but the warriors this season have been struggling without steph curry the warriors in the last three seasons in fact without steph curry are 18 and 58 that's how bad they <laughs> depend on steph curry uh hmm. what does this board for the warriors i mean they are not going to catch on to the second spot do you think they'll drop to the fourth and how does that what does that mean i mean that means you'll run into luka doncic right in the first round uh what do you make of the situation uh, man boy they can't catch a break can they the the warriors i mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> first kd leaves then clay gets injured out for the season uh and then they they decide to play anyway and stress playing well and then he's out for the season or long term anyway and which eventually they convert to effectively for the season he'll come back yep. do a little show voting at the that season like one game right <laughs> yeah I, i remember because fantasy team i held him yep, yep. I, i held him for like two months for that one year <laughs> um and then the next season came and they thought okay clear this is it like the, the splash bros maybe let's go and then pre-season boom <laughs> the season yep. anyone start and boom yep. clears out for another entire damn season and then some because even this season he was months of of, yeah. of play finally he comes back draymond drops dead draymond comes back now steph is gone i mean it's i don't know they'll have to get their vastu checked somewhere in the arena maybe fill their swimming pool with sand something like that like take a leaf out of the new arena they just need to go back yeah, to yeah. clean and play in that old arena 
<laughs> no, they should take a leaf out of the Hyderabad Cricket Association's book, right? And when uh, the home team was losing too many yep. matches, they just filled the swimming pool with sand and dug a new yep, swimming yep. pool elsewhere. Do something like that. Uh, it's tough. Um, okay, so what implications does this have? I think I won't look too much into the stats of Warriors without Steph for the past few seasons because that's also without Clay and then it's without mm-hmm. KD. There was a void there and all of that. Um, so that too, not too much emphasis on the past, but just the eyeball test and and structurally how they've been playing this season. Steph's been their talisman. Everyone's done well. Raymond's done exceptionally well. We can just come up. Um, Jordan Poole has been a, a revelation, really. Yep. The kind of guy who you're you're intrigued. He's not quite a Jamurant, but in the same vein as Jamurant, you want to see yep. how this guy plays in the playoffs. Right. Uh, like like Gary Trent Jr. Right? Comes in, puts a bunch of big shots. Can he do this in the playoffs? As it turns out, he can. Uh, and yep. the pressure he can. So th- that's that curiosity is is the same. Um, but but Steph Curry remains the talisman. He remains the guy that that drives this team. I see opportunity. I think they'll I think they'll go down. They've already been overtaken by the Grizzlies. Very good chance they'll be overtaken by the Jazz. And as you were talking about just before the show, may or may not be overtaken by the Mavs. But it doesn't matter because either way, that's the matchup. It's yep. if the Jazz cross the Warriors, then it's Warriors versus Mavs. It's just about home court advantage. Who finishes above who? Um, right. And that's a tricky matchup, but let's see. Let's get there and, you know, cross that bridge and we come to it. I think this, what I would look at here is, I think they'll drop. That's the realistic outcome. But mm-hmm. this is an opportunity. It is an opportunity for Wiggins to step up a little more because he'll get more of the ball. It's an opportunity for Kaminga and Bielitza, the people on the fringes, to, to pick up their roles and contribute more. It's an opportunity for Jordan Poole to shine. Uh, yep. But more than anything else, it is an opportunity for Clay Thompson to show us who he really is. We saw what Steph can do without Clay. Yeah. What can Clay do without Steph? Mm. And that's the real question because everything else is there. You're just swapping yep. Clay for Steph. Yep. yep. Uh, now the light is bright on Clay Thompson. I'd be intrigued to see what he can achieve. Hey, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus and Silveria are joined by Naveen Narona and Sri Rampanmanabhan. Tune in to catch them talking about Elon Musk's challenge to Vladimir Putin for a one-on-one battle to end the Russia-Ukraine war. We have a brand new show on the network, Ek Chuski Finance or a Sip of Finance or Ek Sip Financia. Why does it have so many different names? Because it's a very ambitious project that we're launching at IBM Podcasts. Eight different languages. This is a really special one as a podcast that takes into account a female first perspective of finance and how to get the most out of your money. On Advertising is Dead, Varun talks to Malini Agarwal, founder and creative director of Miss Malini Entertainment. Their conversation takes us through the journey of establishing Miss Malini, how it began as a blog and eventually became an empire. On the Habit Coach podcast, Ashton is in conversation with Roberta Hughes, founder and lead instructor, Peaceful Living, where they discuss how to add self-care into our daily routines. On Ikaduka Economy, Abhinav talks about how the war between Ukraine and Russia will impact India and the world's middle class. On Pulia Bazi, the hosts talk about the concept of one nation, one election. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Also, don't forget to rate us on any platform that you might be listening to us. You can also check us out on YouTube. We have a webpage, ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube, where a list of all our channels are. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, SBI Life Insurance, Bank of Baroda, India Water Portal, and Max Life Insurance. Thank you so much for making this possible. Yeah, so uh, chasing for the second spot, that you can forget for now, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, uh, gone. that's gone. So it's a battle for the third spot. Utah Jazz are like two games behind the Warriors right now. 
the maths of four and a half games, it might or might not happen. Four and a half yeah. games catching up in twelve games is kind of a little yeah, it's uh, tough. out of the question. It's a little tough, right? Yeah. But Luca versus the Warriors, even if Steph returns, uh, the Mavs have a better head to head against the Warriors this season. They've seen, they've shown that they can trap Steph Curry and not get him to do anything, right? That they did that in the previous game, previous game against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. How do you see that matchup turning out if it happens to? Uh, Luca is the X factor, no? I think. Of course, that, I mean it's, it's pretty Luka much that's it. And four other guys. And by the way, where are the haters? When I said <laughs> Din, the Dinwiddie move, I told y'all this is big. I told y'all he's excellent. He is mm-hmm. so underrated. Mm-hmm. Washington doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with his talent. I've seen him in Brooklyn. He is amazing. Has he or has he not been scintillating since his move to the match? He I has. He's been amazing. Two consecutive game winners on two con- uh, two consecutive game winners. Uh, Luca trusting him uh, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. that uh, is amazing because it's a great uh, fit too, right? It, it, it's a great plonked, fit. Plonked right into the team. Didn't take a lot it's of. It's a great fit. Uh, so the, the hate was not really for Dinwiddie as such. The hate was like Dinwiddie and Bertans for Porzingis. It felt like uh, Mavs undersold this whole deal. That was yeah, the whole. Question. Yeah, and my bone of contention was. We're looking at Porzingis in terms of what it could be if he is fit. Right. That is the biggest fucking if in basketball. Right. Uh, and at well, right up there with Towns and Embiid and all that. That is one. Two, mm-hmm. when the hell has he given them one full good season? The mass. Never, not once. Somewhere yeah. or the other, he would go down. Even if he's been fit through the regular season, he'll go down in the playoffs and leave okay. Luka hanging. Versus in return. You are, they've kind of moneyballed Porzingis, right? They've, yep. they've not replaced the rim protection. But yep. rim protection is kind of hard to achieve when there is no court presence in the first place. So that yep. part they've lost, okay? A fully fit prime KP and his rim protection they've lost. That defense they've lost. But have they got his outside scoring? Yes, they found another European wide dude who can shoot uh, from beyond. Uh, so Bertans. And Bertans again, by the way, underrated. With Lucas passing, I'm more than happy to have Bertans mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. taking some shots. And he's given glimpses. Uh, of that ability. With Dinvidee, I think they have an excellent guard, which is probably a step up from what they had in Seth Curry, which is something they have been missing for a while. Mm-hmm. And I legit believe Dinvidee can rise to somewhere of a Middleton mold, even if okay. a notch below Middleton's performance level. That sort of uh, a contribution to the team and importance. I think he can get there. Um, offensively, at least. right. So th- that's where I was coming from, saying look, they have this piece that is virtually untradeable because who the hell wants to take a punt on him, on Porzingis? Right. Getting anything in return is a big deal. But getting some outside shooting and, and a legit first-team player who can walk into several first-teams in the league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with potential upside. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not a bad it's not a bad move. It's a mid-season trade. It's as best as you can do. It was a question of trade him now or, or get even lesser value in the future. They delayed the trade. I believe it should have come last season when he was fit and playing well. But I, I thought they did the best they could in the, in the current scenario. Yeah, that game, uh, Mavs was the Nets. That was like an absolute, uh, that was like a playoff game. The intensity, the crowd was going at it. You had two superstars, Luka taking on KD. Both of them putting on great performances as well. And then going down to the last second, right? The last shot, the last position. Uh, That was a total playoff scenario. And you could see And which is what, is probably what you'll see, right? Against the Warriors. Because it'll come down to that. If the games are close. And without Steph Curry, you saw what happened against San Antonio. Sure, it was a one-shot game. Close, yep. could have gone either way. The problem is not that they lost a close game. The problem is they had no business letting it get close in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And that's the impact of uh, Steph Curry's absence, right? So, with Luka, if the game goes to tight end game scenarios, 
I find it very difficult to bet against Luka because he can shoot, yep. he can create a shot, and he can create a shot for anyone on the team. It's you know he's with the scalpel. He's like a surgeon trying yep. to pick up your you know yep. Like yep. performing cornea surgery or something. It's difficult uh, to miss, believe that Luka can miss a shot in those situations. I yeah. I don't think I remember seeing him miss an important shot. He just goes there, yeah. does whatever he wants against whoever he wants, and gets the shot. Uh, he's a taller, hyper elevated, uh, possibly better playmaker version of Trey Young. in the clutch yeah, uh, yeah and and for me that that's the that's the tough part but having said that if the warriors are fully fit it should not be a problem to dispatch the mavs the mavs mm-hmm. just don't have the defense the warriors do what it is that though is by moving to the fourth seed even if you beat the mavs you meet phoenix suns one round earlier right is that going to be a problem because you are expecting okay you'll meet phoenix suns in the finals whole different atmosphere but you'll face them in the second round now uh, and then in the final it will probably be jazz or memphis or who knows what but meet yeah. phoenix suns one round earlier does that impact any in in i mean does that impact anything at all it it shouldn't if anything uh, the, first of all there are several championship runs where the toughest team the team would have faced would be in the mm-hmm. semis and not in the conference finals right. uh, just take last season bucks faced brooklyn yep. in the semis not in the finals yep. finals were against atlanta which uh, yeah, for easy pickings for them even without yanis got done um uh, so and they went into the finals with some momentum they did fuck all with it for the first two games but they went in with some yeah. uh, rest and momentum um so i i don't think so and and if you're winning uh, golden state are, are locked in on the championship right that's their aspiration you're going to face the best teams at some point how does it matter whether it's the semis True. or the or the, or the finals I, i don't think that should play too much into it i think the bigger problem is mm-hmm. phoenix and golden state are two of the best home crowds in the nba right which means they will weigh in on the results right nothing is quite as rapturous as a full full blown golden state arena with with the splash yep. brothers and kd and all that i've never heard anything uh, in the modern era at least in the last say 10 years what mm-hmm. am i saying modern era last 10 years mm-hmm. i haven't heard anything better than that uh, miami has come close but that's the real disadvantage so four games to phoenix at home with their arena is going to make it that much tougher to overcome but that's the only disadvantage otherwise semis finals you're bound to play them at some point absolutely uh, the warriors have a tough road stretch coming yep. out uh, they face the uh, miami heat next and then they have a bunch of away games so hmm. it's going to be tough for the warriors the next 12 games as they close out the regular season we'll see yep. how they does but uh, that's all on today's episode we'll come back and talk tomorrow about the celtics a team that i'm really excited to talk about because of their incredible run but we'll do that tomorrow and that's all see you all right peace bye hey if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media we're at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to us and you know you do you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash you want to tell us magic johnson is still better than steph curry and you don't think steph curry has changed the game for all that and more reach out to us on both instagram and twitter if you love cricket listen up the edges and sledges cricket podcast is here for you Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. 
Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.